Morris Chang, the CEO of TSMC said, without strategy, execution is aimless. Without execution, strategy is useless. And welcome to season two of my cast, which we have titled The New Norm. I'm your host, Nitpreet. And I'm Piyush. Our guest for today brings with him more than 21 years of industry, management consulting, teaching and research experience. Prior to joining academics, he has worked with Avalon Consulting, IBM Global Services, Wipro Consulting and iGate Partney as Director Consulting. Before he moved to academics, he was designated as Vice President, Market Intelligence at Barrow Incorporated. He has been associated in advisory capacity with Unilever, Tata Steel, Ashok Leyland, TVS Group, Tata Chemicals, and ABP Group. Welcome, Subrat sir. We're really excited to have you with us. Thank you, Piyush, and thank you, Nitpreet, for having me here. You're welcome, sir. It's a pleasure. So, sir, uh, how do you view the new business as usual in the post-COVID-19 era? Uh, see, uh, I mean, uh, Nipreet and Piyush, if you look at the world uh, today, post this COVID, uh, you know, there are about uh, four key trends that uh, have impacted the world. One, and all of you will agree with me and all of you would have observed as well, is the customer sentiments and preferences have completely shifted online. Everybody wants to avoid any contact-based transaction. So transaction costs uh, in strategy balance, again, as you know, has gone down. And most of them are led to e-commerce or digital-based. Second, uh, you know, trend that has happened is the workplace norms have become remote and digital, which all of you are aware of. And that is why we are doing probably this recording virtually, uh, else probably we could have done it in the campus. Uh, the third thing that has happened is governments across the globe, uh, different countries, along with you know the different agencies like WHO, UNCTAD, and so on, have started announcing stimulus packages, whether it is for the MSME, whether it is for the agri-sector, whether it is for the, for the allied services, or packages uh, for the base of the pyramid. And fourth and finally, uh, we all keep hearing and one day Baba Ramdev comes up and says, you know what, I have got the, you know, uh, the, the cure for, uh, you know, something. And somebody else raises his ugly head and says, you know what, have this kada or tincture, in other words, you know, and then you will be, you know, all fine. And, and on the other end, WHO is saying that it's even airborne. So you don't know how to stop yourself. You stop breathing or you keep wearing jackets around <laughs> and keep walking, right? So the knowledge to test, trace and treat the virus is changing daily. So now these four key trends post-pandemic world are continuing, uh, will continue. So therefore, the implications that are there for businesses post-COVID-19 would fundamentally be around, you know, reconfiguring supply chains and establishing linkages upstream, downstream of the fly, real time of the fly. So that will talk about your flexibility and your adaptability to bring in resilience. Uh, second will be the HR policies. And, and practices and labor laws. And you never know, ILO comes up with a new set of labor laws post-COVID-19, keeping this pandemic in mind, they're going to change. So therefore, leaves, you have some standard leaves for every two days work, you get, you know, uh, uh, every 15 days work, you get two days of paid leave. So those laws probably could get a 
change and shift because no more leaves are going to be you know stuck upon so very strongly and hard fast because a person could still be uh, you know uh, at home and uh, probably enjoying uh, what considered as on uh, you know uh, at work and person uh, could be uh, facing some problems and had to probably uh, take a leave but would not be because he is expected to work virtually so therefore uh, there will be a very thin line that divides some of these hr practices and policies uh, and finally uh, demand and supply side uncertainty uh, are not going to go so very soon because the backlogs the blockages the chokings that has happened in the supply chain and the distrust that has already spread because of the breakages in the supply chain linkages that uh, probably will take some time to be ironed out until unless of course you are representing some world class firm which uh, has has managed to iron out those uh, supply chain nervousness uh, issues uh, even you know immediately just after the uh, you know the, the covid 19 pandemic sure sir you have like brilliantly listed all the trends and factors that have changed post covid so in indian coming to the indian scenario there are various companies across sectors in india so how do you think like different companies reacted to the pandemic were the indian companies fully aware of the vulnerability of their supply chain relationships or did they just got to know about it because of the pandemic uh see uh, to some extent supply chain risk and uh, risk planning uh, disaster management does happen it would be wrong on our part to say that you know firms are not prepared to manage supply chain risk uh, we also have a supply chain risk consulting uh having said that uh i would here like to bifurcate the answer by industry and would say that preparedness of different industries were at different levels and also at uh, it it was a function of the firm maturity so on one hand uh, companies like nestle uh, procter and gamble and levers would definitely be more prepared and better prepared and matured to manage such pandemic situations and disruptions in supply chain as against uh, say a dabur or maybe a patanjali right uh, in addition to that uh, i will also say that yes this pandemic has uh, led to a lot of lesson learning and this was kind of a shake out but firms would, that don't survive the shake out uh, they they fail and they collapse and uh, this particularly uh, this pandemic uh, because of covid 19 is one of the shake out lessons for for the firms so uh, firms basically uh, on this uh, have uh, faced several challenges uh, so one of the new things that firms came to know was a huge spike in demand for essential items and uh, you know you would have read in the newspapers 2 3 days 3 days back or so the salt industry in gujarat uh in kach area which was suffering prior to this pandemic has made huge uh, profits uh because of the the hoarding that happened of for essential items including salt so therefore uh, that is one learning that firms have had with respect to spikes in supply chain huge spikes for a sustained period in supply chain on the other hand non essential items have suffered so therefore there is backlog and there is accumulation in the warehouses on the non uh, essential items because uh, the consumption of those items suffered a postponement now managing those stocks and then the uh, then the upstream stocks which are there at the supplier level the supplier supplier level and so on is also a bottleneck that these firms have to face and have to clear up that is another thing firms have also faced liquidity crunch and we are aware of it and uh, we know very well especially the msme enterprises huge amount of liquidity 
uh, you will go around if you just take a drive short drive in whichever town city you are you will see if you pass through shops and you know uh, you look at the uh, shutters you will see the shop is on sale or the shop is on uh, the lease is over and the guy has left and shopping walls will become vacant i will see this as an opportunity and we will come to that why i will call this an opportunity and of course in the perishable items in agri produce so all of these definitely you know uh, have suffered but it's a good shake out such shake out lessons should happen it is like a surprise quiz that you guys get so i haven't told you probably i could do a surprise quiz tomorrow so surprise quiz is a shake out for students so similarly this is a shake out for the, uh, the 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 industry so this makes sense so uh, so while you were talking about this i was just thinking so uh, we know that the pandemic is still here to stay for a little while so should the organizations develop plans for keeping in mind an optimistic scenario or a conservative scenario what would you suggest hmm okay uh, so a pretty good question a very interesting uh, nitpreet and piyush uh, you have prepared a very fine set of questions yeah i generally have a very disruptive view and opinion about uh, you know about business and things uh if you ask me i would like to take this as an opportunity and i would rather stay optimistic on this rather than conservative however my answer would again be i would like to divide my answer based on the industry in industries like uh, you know uh, essential items right so essential goods consumer product group uh, and then you know pharma food and beverages consumer durables so in these industries you know i would like to stay optimistic because they're going to bounce back big time uh, all of you will agree with me that there is a lot of pent up demand which is still lying dormant all of you will agree with me that you know uh, people's uh, expressions have remained subdued for quite a long time so the action will have a reaction so the action is going to big time, be big time i i would not say that the reaction would start by by christmas or the new year of december uh, or uh, it could so be that it could get lagged further by say march or april of 2021 but when then it when it comes up it comes up big especially in these fm fmcd fmcg food and beverages the rebound is going to be really sharp in the next category of company uh, industries uh, like agri agriculture uh, like allied to agriculture like farm equipment or uh, say uh, fertilizer chemicals etc these would also a big, uh, see a big boost because these are going to support the produce and agriculture is going to get a big boost guys i'm telling you so if you have good land banks it's advisable that you know you look at a career of farming and uh, you know farming different things in the summer of you know uh, 2021 not the summer of 69 other other industries like it services technology uh, technology firms uh, hotel uh, air, airlines travel entertainment these are also going to have a big boost and big time boost so whatever downside has happened with the theaters uh with you know uh with the content uh, content generation uh you know companies which you know visit our campus pretty often or with airlines and travel and travel services and travel agencies they are all going to see a very strong and very happy times i assure you 2021 lot of holiday lot of you know uh, you know consumption of complimentary goods etc uh, on the beverage side all of this is going to see a big boost uh, you know is what i would uh, put my money on Uh, however i would be slightly cautious on the old economy stocks which is pretty obvious that is metal mining infrastructure aluminium uh, cement 
So these are the stocks that I would I would be slightly cautious. I would not like to build inventory in these. I would like to play around and be more agile. And I will like to keep handle on how they are moving, how the demand is moving, and track the global markets and accordingly plan my 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 production pipeline and my inventory and my warehousing and my logistic services and so on in these kind of industries. Sure, sir. You mentioned like a various positive trends across industries. So, talking about some of the new age technologies, so let's say IoT and blockchain. Mm-hmm. So, they had already started to make disruptions in these industries. Yeah. So, in the post-COVID world, what role will such technologies be playing? And do you see that they will be employed into newer domains or newer industries as well? A very good, uh, Piyush. Uh, thanks for asking this question. I think, uh, you know what, uh, it's a brilliant uh, job that you guys have done. There are a lot of newspaper articles, uh, coverages that you today find and they talk about industries, they talk about supply chain. But uh, I believe they do not do justice with respect to coverage of new, new age technologies and their role uh, in the post-pandemic or post-COVID-19. Uh, especially uh, IoT, artificial intelligence, uh, blockchain technologies, etc. See, blockchain is nothing but distributed ledger, which you, all of you are aware and, and the world over is aware. You know, um, you will also, you, we, all of us know that uh, the Prime Minister of India made a fund and a lot of donations came in. And uh, whenever such kind of disasters or pandemic kind of things happen, uh, a lot of donations and funds do arrive. And not just in India. I'm sure similar replication has happened in other parts of the globe. Now, if again, there is a common platform on the blockchain, the transparency and the genuinity of the information is, is there with everybody. And everybody has a view, all the different state governments, the central government has a view to the fund generation there. And therefore, the accountability on the funds and the fund usage is not in one single hand, but the information is transparent and shared. So the effective utilization because of infused accountability increases and that is again something which could happen with blockchain the thing is 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 you know what is basically health data surveillance and uh, and sharing the data in india today while we have the arugya setu app and we are trying to monitor but then uh, you know what yes it is there but if we had all the states linked unit directories and states linked on a blockchain platform uh, the data sharing uh, surveillance tracking uh, tracking of uh, you know patients by talukas by by block levels uh, would have been all the more transparent unique uh, and something that cannot be fudged or uh, or altered and changed so that is how blockchain uh, and you know these uh, uh, these new and technologies uh, would have uh, you know actually been a boon to us to manage these uh, you know these hazards and pandemics much better and last part i might like to make here where you where the drone technology comes in where uh, you know the iot devices come in iot led devices is uh, especially reaching out to the interiors of india uh, and the hinterland which where the access and connectivity is so very less uh, so by application of uh, of iot led devices etc and drones so uh, a slum area like say uh, like the dharavi slum in in mumbai so now uh, you know through drones etc the view of the slums uh, what is happening in the slums are uh, containment practices being followed there or not so that is how these technologies like iot or blockchain etc would help in managing disaster 
and managing health practices, data management, uh, you know, uh, patient tracking, etc. Much, much better. So while you were discussing about this, two things came to my mind, sir. So one is that how is this pandemic? We've been talking about a lot of industries and sectors. So uh, one sector that came to my mind was this retail sector. Hmm. How do you think is this pandemic going to rewrite the rules of retails? Hmm. And with retail, I want you to focus on the in-person experience that people usually prefer retail for. How can they rethink about the in-person experience in these current times? See, uh, Nitri, I think one of the biggest shocks that's going to happen is the retail industry, you've rightly pointed it out. In retail, again, what is it that, uh, you know, is going to be impacted the most, as you have pointed out, is again, you know, is in-person experience. The ambience that we create in the retail stores and how it takes, uh, transcends a buyer or a shopper to an emotive stage and where he is, he or she is uh, is carried away more by emotions uh, rather than rational or logic and uh, ends up in an uh, impulsive buying which the, the brand wants one to indulge in. So that is something which is an in-store, in-shop experience. Now that is going to be one of the biggest uh, hits uh, at least till uh, we have done the vaccine and then uh, the vaccine assures the shopper to visit and do physical contact. Um, having said that, uh, it is not possible for brands, big brands of that stature, to postpone their sales till the period depending on the vaccines. It's not possible that, you know, Baba Ram, they finally announce it and says, this is the vaccine. So uh, that's not possible. So such brands can't wait for so long. Uh, we have to agree uh, that, uh, you know, we can't avoid e-commerce-led uh, sales. While big brands like Mango or Tag Heuer cannot postpone such, they will have to depend on specialized e-commerce sites and deal with loyalty programs and deal with the customer analytics and look at the customer profiles from the databases, start uh, specialized campaigns to them, start pushing, you know, of products to them with, of course, whatever in-store branding, in-store sales promotions they were doing, that budget could be moved on to, you know, online sales with very specified and specific packaging that is done to uh, identified customer based on very strong retail analytics. So retail analytics is going to be key. Entire digital platform is going to be driven by smart decision support systems based on artificial intelligence-based tools. Now, coming to the other part of retail, which is not so high-end branding, now, that is where, where we go and buy from Big Bazaar, etc. I see that as an opportunity. And if I were Big Bazaar, who is about to get sold off now, uh, and uh, I was Big Bazaar, I would seize this as an opportunity. And I would say, you know what, I got an opportunity. I don't need to maintain such big outlets because people are going to be afraid and people are afraid to come to the store. That's good for me. Anyway, I carry inventory. So I will basically convert these stores into warehouses. I will. I don't have to depend now on operating costs of keeping store manager, floor manager, and several people, etc. And all of that. Just manage these warehouses and start delivering through through through. Probably, I use the genies of you know uh, of of Zomato and uh, and Swiggy, etc. Just go on online sales like DMOT was doing during the time of lockdown. So big bazaar online sales start delivering and rather concentrate on not maintaining, you know, uh, sales and such big assets, convert them into warehouses, lease the warehouses if you want to, reduce your operating costs, 
and look at distribution home delivery. So I will see to it that the retail end of such kind of outlets, say a big bazaar kind, etc., uh, would be very fine to not have physical-based contact and look at it as an opportunity, rather look at uh, the last mile distribution, hyper-local distribution, right? Get hyper-local, get last mile, maintain just warehouses, maintain stocks of items. You've got long history of data of consumer buying patterns, use them to predict your demand and then use it to deliver uh, products, do a, a co-branding and tie up with, you know, uh, Zomatos of the world or start a service of hyper-local. At least that can make you even more profitable. I believe that will be an addition to a revenue stream. Yeah, sure, sir. Thank you for listing it down so extensively for us. And even we were having similar thoughts while we were discussing the retail uh, sector amongst ourselves. So another domain that we'd like you to focus on would be sustainability. Hmm. So could sustainability see more adoption in businesses? So what I mean by that is in terms of sustainable business model. So would the new economy paradigm focus increasingly on them and would the purpose thing come to the forefront or will it like will not be focused on that? Now, for businesses to be sustainable, they need to be constantly reinventing themselves and need, need to have a strong tab on the environment because the environment is very dynamic. And these days, you know, when we define the strategy for any firm, we no more say that the strategy is for a long term five years to seven years we do not use the long term at all today the short term is the long term and even the short term sometimes uh, you know can be as short as six months to one year so you may need to within six months there is a disruption tech disruption and uh, you will see that your value chains are completely reconfigured and new linkages have been established and your business model is completely changed you were a product-based company, but you have completely migrated to a services-based you know, revenue stream. Or you were a services-based company, and now you have completely moved to platform and network-based, uh, network therefore. So you have created network-based you know, entry barriers, and uh, based on networks uh, is what is your, driving your, uh, your revenue model. So that is how firms need to be sustainable is what I would say, Piyush. But it's not an easy job. And that is what actually differentiates a world-class firm from a not-so-world-class firm or a firm with excellence, with a firm with average uh, you know, performance. So that is what you know uh, steps you out. And I think we also talked about it when we discussed about uh, Pankaj Ghemawa's uh, value assessment, uh, where he talked about the burn rate, uh, you know, and the, uh, and the innovation uh, appetite of firms. Uh, thank you very much, sir, for giving us that direction towards how businesses could look at uh, sustainability. Mm -hmm. So now I would like to ask you something which is also for our personal benefit. You mm -hmm. are specialized, you're known in Mayaka for the business forecasts that you make. So we know that the retrenchment period saw companies shed its employees across all sectors. Mm. How do you see uh, recruitments for us in the near future? Okay, very nice. I, uh, and you should be bothered about it also because, uh, you know, that is why people come to business schools, uh, you know, to uh, give a boost to the career and that spike, right? Uh, if you recall post the dot-com burst, uh, the boom was big. And, uh, you know, it's Newton's third law again. You know, the deeper the down curve, you know, you have to go down to come up. Otherwise, the fun of going up doesn't come in. So unless you don't go down, you don't come up, you don't feel the up. And deeper the down is, the stronger the pent up is and stronger the reaction is. And the forms will boom. 
because there is no firm which wants to remain you know uh, subdued or uh, you know um, or under control for a long period of time and therefore the the, the boom is going to be big time and here the the the, the good part uh, this this kind of a pandemic has actually led to arresting people inside houses so a lot of consumption spend travel enjoyment celebrations uh, functions rituals disasters have happened in families and people have died and even that you know people have not been able to you know uh, take care of in the right spirit uh, because there is a lockdown and control on community meeting etc so that is a huge amount of pent up frustration and emotion and human being has created wonders from the atom bomb you call it to the nuclear arsenal to the first man on moon to so many disruptions that they have done globally i believe that this emotion is slightly going to the softer side of social sciences you know this emotion is going to find a strong expression uh, maybe uh, by jan uh, feb but the boom is going to be really big and you can already see if you must have if you have gone through the papers hdfc went ahead and announced increments the same has been done by icic bank the banking industry has already started taking uh, you know precautions and cover uh, many of the manufacturing companies have already you know announced increments and they are taking special pains to get the workforce which is now migrated back to the homes whether it is orissa or whether it is bihar or up or jharkhand you will also if you go through the papers you would see that firms like nestle all these companies have reported robust bounce backs and uh, and they have been able to seize this as an opportunity and they said that there is nothing that has happened bad and we are looking good similarly you will also have to realize nitrit piyush that they need workforce they need intelligent workforce they need decision support systems they need people to take decisions they need people to manage systems right now given the kind of depression that has happened because of this covid pandemic etc everything is become you know uh, helter skelter and harakiri now they want to structure it and bring in some structure to the madness and there is also that kind of hunger for every world class company to go for world class people right so everyone wants to grab it and if they want to ride the wave of opportunity and bounce back they need people to run firms and organizations right so there is going to be equal as much anxiousness and anxiety in people in the hr's minds of firms and the business to hire the best and good people so there is going to be huge amount of competition among them to guess get the best bet so i believe this is an opportunity yes it could be a delayed opportunity with some amount of a lag but i believe it is a very good opportunity and strong opportunity especially for the batch of 2021 because you are not passing out in 2020 rather you are passing out in 2021 and that is where the lag factor is already adjusted so the lag factor is adjusted and that is the boost that is going to be watch out watch my words it is an opportunity here and you will you will finally say yes there i durustai slightly late but then you know much better it is thank you so much sir you you know you've given us that path of you've shown us that path of light and we can definitely hope for something positive in future mm. because i'm pretty sure every student who's been listening to this podcast might have this question that what is going to happen to the placements this season mm. and you've answered that question amazingly well 
thank you yeah thank you so even we were looking for such words because everywhere we are reading news we are reading everything we are finding all we are finding is negative news mm-hmm. and amongst that you are saying that we are no. going to bounce back it that's because of herd mentality people have a herd mentality so sir now we are going to move to a fun section which is the mm-hmm. rapid fire round yeah so we are going to ask you questions and you have to answer to them and be as candid as you want sir so mm-hmm. sir shall we proceed yeah please Okay sir uh, so we're going ahead with the first question which new technology do you think will transform the future blockchain one thing that maika does differently from the other business schools that is creativity yeah okay if i asked you to pick uh, between consulting or teaching what will you pick um uh, now my mindset has changed i have i am not any more uh, young aged guy so i like teaching that's my passion I want to transform people's lives. Yeah. Perfect, sir. Mm-hmm. So, sir, what was the last thing that you liked on social media? <laughs> I don't like social media, etc. So much. <laughs> I liked on social media. I can talk about what I disliked on social media. The way people. We know that you dislike social media. That is why we want to know what was the last thing that you yeah. liked on social media. Uh, Any post or any meme or whatever. Uh, actually i was not knowing what is a meme before i joined maika i came to know here only so yes uh, what i like is an opportunity that social media gives me to probably get some deep insights if actually it gives deep insights so that is where the bias element is which i don't like but if it does give then that is what i like if it is able to give some deep insights okay next question so what chore you hated during the lockdown period the most what chore i hated the most i was doing a yes, lot of utensil washing but that i was doing for me as a de stress uh, stress buster so i would you can say probably that i hated you know what especially while you wash after that wo jo lag jata saman na wo saaf karna bada mushkil lagta hai so you know that this is a scenario of virtual classes these days mm-hmm. so would you rather teach for 8 hours straight in a physical classroom or spend 4 to 5 hours in one place in a virtual classroom no i would like to teach 8 hours in the physical classroom because that is where you impart uh, the best knowledge and uh, we are in the industry of imparting knowledge and uh, it's a very noble profession so if it's a noble job do better be noble and do it nobly that is what i would say so the next question is powerpoint or excel what's your jam excel <laughs> i don't kind think there are any prizes yeah in that answer yeah mm-hmm. So three words that your students would use to describe you, in your opinion. No nonsense. That's what they keep talking also, and uh, sometimes rude, but straight. Yeah, because that's what I am. I don't like to spend mind share in thinking how to give an impression because that is wasting mind share and resource. A uh, rest, uh, you know, it's the God to decide. So He's going to give a final certificate to me. Baki rest, so all of us are safe. वो जो आनंद वाला डायलॉग है हम तो कठपुतली है सो इट्स दैट सो दैट आई बिलीव या ओके दैट्स हम सेट अप परफेक्टली व्हाट इज द वन थिंग दैट इफ योर स्टूडेंट्स गेट टू नो दे वुड बी सरप्राइज्ड अबाउट यू आई सिंग वेल यू हैवंट हर्ड मी सिंगिंग सो आई सिंग वेल आई हैव लर्नड अ लॉट ऑफ आई हैव प्लेड तबला आल्सो अ लॉट सो आई आई नो इन प्लेइंग इंस्ट्रूमेंट 
I can speak several languages. I was very good in Malayalam. I was very good in Tamil. I have, of course, lost a touch of those other languages now. Of course, I speak well Bengali and all of that. Oriya is my mother tongue. Got a strong passion for the music from, you know, Eli Rajas and all of that. And uh, Yesudas is one of my favorites. So, you know, maybe the South Indians in your class will be a bit surprised. I could give them a run for money. So that was very surprising. Uh, we never expected you to be someone who is going to be into the arts and cultural side as well, into music. Beautiful. Right. So, so what differences do you see in students when they're in a morning class to the coming sessions in the afternoon classes? Because today's generation stays active till about three o'clock in the night. So the morning classes become difficult for them. So definitely by afternoon, they're better and they're doing well. But unfortunately, when you have to run four sections or six sections, your classes have to start in the morning. Unless you're changing your window and moving to a post-lunch kind of an evening. So, of course, then that will suit the students more. So I find the students more active post-lunch rather than definitely in the morning. Uh, so talking about lockdown, your lockdown experience, what are the three words that describe them? Hmm. Highly frustrating. Highly frustrating, two words, only two is enough. Highly frustrating, highly frustrating. What else? Very frustrating. Yeah. Okay, sir. So the last question, uh, mm. what are the two memories or what are the two things that you missed about Mica in this phase of lockdown? So physical teaching in the class, uh, which is the most important thing uh, because of which we are paid and uh, which is my job, which of course occupies my maximum mind share and, you know, so that I miss the most. One. Second is, of course, the campus in Micah, but I am not as much driven by campus, etc. These things don't matter to me much. I would still focus around my class experience. That's about it. So one is me teaching in the class. Two is the outside class interactions with students. Uh, when I am trying to bring in some change to the lives or contribute something which helps them probably win something or do something. Uh, achieve something which uh, I can just spend some time and share my experience and can help. So those are the two things that I would say I miss the most. Wonderful, sir. So thank you so much for taking out time for doing this podcast with us. I hope it was a good experience for you. It was a wonderful experience for the both of us. We got a chance to have a one-to-one conversation with you. We've had conversations with you in the classrooms as well. But this was a completely different uh, experience for us i hope you enjoyed this yeah completely different setup yeah i did definitely thanks a lot uh nitpreet and piyush thanks for considering me for this podcast so yeah thanks a lot sir for all the valuable stuff that you shared with us thank you so guys that was it from our side you can follow my the mike podcast on instagram and you can stream us on geo savan apple podcast spotify and google podcast as well keep sharing and yes stay safe thank you